Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome back to episode 38 of your favorite try weekly question mark monthly <laughs> podcast on Hero Realms, your favorite deck building game from Wise Wizard Games. I am one of your hosts, Matthew Jigmalinkpa Rooks. Happy to be back, guys. It's been uh, three weeks or so since our last um, episode. It's the tail end of summer vacation. Everybody's busy. We have lots of excuses on why it's taking so long to get back here, but it doesn't matter. We're back, guys, and we have lots of fun stuff to talk about. Joining me this week is my right-handed, left-handed, left-hand man, <laughs> Tim Agent C13 McKenzie. We're going to keep it simple this time. The um, Black Arrow to my right um serpentine staff how are we doing there today, we go. i'm doing pretty good i'm glad to be back uh on the podcast after a little break so life's been a little busy but uh starting to catch up on things so indeed life is busy but some somehow somewhere that the little voice of hero realms always beckons us back <laughs> to mm -hmm. her bosom, doesn't she? Good to have you back this week, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Also, you, as you can tell by his distinguished laugh in the oh, his muffled oh, oh, laugh oh. in the distance, uh, <laughs> we have the one, the only, the diamond one, Chris Dumbledubs Wahlberg, joining us once again. How are we doing? Today, I'm on a roll. It's time to go solo. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for the fantastic introduction, man. I am excited to be here today. As always, super happy that Tim is back hanging out. Just happy to see your face, man. You know, that's right. On, <laughs> on behalf of I, the people, I was, I, I was, I was sad that I missed out on all the gasoline parties, so. <laughs> which aren't um, cheap to throw. They're not, not cheap. Speaking of which, you know, we've our patrons have have hung have hung there with us through the summer months. We thank you so much. Um, your support is much appreciated. And now that Tim is back into the fold again at, at the end of the summer here, we will use some of that money and make sure he experiences a gasoline party guys that is our <laughs> commitment to you guys gasoline parties will continue you know uh prices are going up but that will not deter us from one of our vices guys um, i hope you understand thanks thanks in advance for your uh kind consideration um let's keep them rolling guys we've got an action-packed episode this week double dubs can you give us just a quick overview what are we gonna go into well of course we've got the what would you do segment we're going to hit up the mailbag a little bit. We had some questions get submitted for that. There will also be a visit from Nostra Double Domus with some fantastic news. After that, we're going to shine the Lua spotlight on the brightest character class of them all. <laughs> he just cut out. That's hilarious because it was right as he was leading to the crescendo, the brightest Lua custom class of them all, the Pyromancer. Uh, I'll just pick up where he, he left off and hopefully he can rejoin us again. Um, 
After that, we're going to talk about Ranger Ancestries uh, impressions. These were just dropped when we released our last episode, and we're going to give some of our uh, impressions on what's happened uh, since then. Also, literally just hours before this recording, um, the Cleric Ancestries were opened up Mm -hmm. to the beta testers as well. So we'll talk a little bit about maybe some of the things we're looking forward to testing out there as well. Finally, we're going to close out episode 38 with uh, a a summary of Community Roundup and take you into uh, our beloved outro, starting things off with our Tap It and Scrap It uh, signature finish. Uh, Hope you guys are ready for a really good episode. Strap in and get ready for the ride. What would you say you do here? He's back. Just in time for the end of the intro, buddy. All right. Um, oh my God. Why don't you start us out <sighs> with the, what would you do? Double dubs. <laughs> and welcome to what would you do? Today's scenario has been submitted by the cats meow. You can submit your own scenario, of course, by reaching out to one of us podcasters via the discord. One Send us, us all your screenshots, your deck, the enemy deck, both the discard piles, the board state and the character info screen. So we have everything we need. Uh, without further ado, looking at turn five in a vanilla matchup, uh, we are at 47 health. Our opponent, Rucksack, is at 49 health. So we've got a uh, battle of the behemoths here with Decat versus Rucksack. The enemy, Rucksack, has purchased Liss and a Fire Gem. Whereas we are on the blue man group and we have bribe and profit in play with a Rasmus in the deck coming up. So with the other cards that we've played so far, we have seven economy and six damage to spend. We've factioned up that bribe. So let's take a look at the row to see if there's anything tempting to put on top. We've got word of power, dark reward, wolf form, master weigh-in, and Brolin. So a lot of tempting targets to top deck with that bribe mm-hmm. there. Um, let's go ahead and turn it over to the Discord real quick and see what the community came up with for this one. It was so, pretty overwhelming, uh, if memory serves correct. I think I know what the overwhelming answer is. All right, well, we have... Uh, uh, nine votes for Dark Reward right. in a landslide. So let's see. Mialgan was the first to defend this decision. Let's see what she had to say. Your opponent already has Scrap in the list, and the Dark Reward will set you up nicely for plenty of economy since you also have Rasmus. You are low on damage, but maybe Grok or Tyranor will drop. Dark reward plus list for your opponent is no bueno. So um, a little bit of a hate purchase there that is super benefiting your deck as well as the angle that she's taking. And Frank chiming in along the same lines, thinking dark reward also to prevent the faction for the opponent. Let's see what Philly Phil, Filtrophobe, has to say. The opponent is unlikely that... (laughs) <laughs> filthy Phil. <laughs> it's a new one. Uh, so have enough econ to go big next 
<laughs> Next turn. So I like Dark Reward top deck to get another one of the premium cards uh-huh. off the market row. <laughs> get the sack ball rolling quickly as well with the top deck. That's right. So good points there by um, <laughs> Phil. Uh, Logan hesitantly agrees with top decking Dark Reward for the reasons above, but He's going to make some consideration for the wolf form. If the opponent draws Lisburger, I won't have enough damage to take it out. Potentially the next three to four hands. It's giving true. them a massive scrap advantage. Vanilla guard walls are brutal. That's a good point. I'm saying that this is a good addition to the conversation um, and also stating it's only like 40% chance or so that he draws it. But like you said, you won't have enough damage for at least two turns to clear it. So that in itself could almost mean GG. That is um, just a little bit more chat here. I think uh, that's it. It would be worse if or is that it? Oh no, maybe not. Just a little more from Meowgan and Eindelus. Um, If the opponent got Liz and Dark Reward, it'd be even worse. So there's yeah. a better chance of success if you go that. Um, and then Eindelus says, pray to the RNG gods. They bottom deck Liz. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's it. And now I'll just interject here first. I was waiting to see how long it would take someone to at least mention uh, the wolf form, which I think is really the only other option. Yeah. That's the only um, other choice. Yeah. And if you do take that option, it is explicitly for the reason of taking out their lists uh, um, so they can't just run away with the game. However, here's the rub with that. If you top deck Wolf Form, there's no guarantee they're going to have lists in their next hand. You can totally miss it as well. Yeah. Um, In which case, you're kind of screwed if you do and screwed if you don't. And in that sense, it's probably best, like Andalus says, uh, go with Dark Reward and just pray that they don't, you know, get lists early. Because if they do, it's probably game over either way. So, uh, So, yeah. Yeah, I I would definitely be going Dark Reward. One, because in a vanilla game, scrap is huge or Mm -hmm. sacrifice is huge. Like, that's a huge part of it. Also, you're going to have one turn, then you're going to be shuffling. You might... If they got lists out the next, you know, on turn six, it's going to stick out for a turn, but you might be able to get it out the next one. Maybe Maybe, not. Maybe Maybe not. But mm, depending on what they draw with the list, like if you get Rasmus out and then like your uh, profit or something, would they may not be able to take out Rasmus and then you're buying wolf form. Word of power, that sort of stuff. It could so, go the other way too. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it, it could snowball the other way. Like, I, I, it's definitely like Logan said. Like the uh, the guard wall in a vanilla game it can make a huge difference. Like the game's so different when you play vanilla compared to like level fourteen with heroes. It's such a different game. But like scrap is huge, guards are huge. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I think I'd be going dark reward. You don't want to get let them get both of those scrappers. And like like you were saying, Matt, you you top deck wolf form. They don't draw lists, and then you got a way to shuffle and hope that you get it anyway. So you're, you're hoping either way. So I would go bit. for the yeah. scrap, you're, you're almost which is guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, and just hope for the best. Really, you just gotta close your right. eyes and hope and hope RNG comes out for you. Chris, what do you think? Do you have any, I think anything the, new to add? Yeah. Well, the one thing I would add to the conversation is that um, kind of what you guys are getting at is I feel like this illustrates kind of a concept in the game where 
you want to be, if there's two different choices, you want to usually be doing the one that's more aggressive, even if there's more of a risk there. So like taking the wolf form, you're kind of like hedging your bet and being a little more conservative mm-hmm. there. But even that, the the floor on it is really low yeah. <laughs> because if you take the wolf form and they don't have the list and like it can just really fall apart and they take the dark reward and they're super scrapping down. So like that's pretty bad. Whereas like if you look at the how dark reward could play out for you, um, it's, it's just the better line to to take if you're if you're going to win try to win the game here so well well and if they get if they draw a list on their next turn or it's in their hand for turn six like they're going to have a small chance of even getting five gold yeah there like it's definitely possible they got a fire gem and a ruby and their chances are slim though but it's going to be smaller with a you know 12 card deck to draw you know Mm -hmm. at least one of those two gold cards and so you definitely have the economy advantage. Like even if they get a scrap advantage at the start, you're also top decking a scrapper here. You're scrapping something next turn. You're more likely to draw into the other stuff you're going to buy with that economy advantage too. Yeah. And we talked a lot about the damage, like this profit has a few different things it can faction Mm -hmm. up with for four damage and you're well on your way to knocking out the list at that Mm -hmm. point. So Yeah. Feel pretty good about the dark reward decision there. Do we have uh, what Decat ended up doing or how it ended up playing out for him? Uh, unfortunately, we do not. But hopefully after he hears this, he might remember and talk about it. But this is so long ago. I was not. Uh, but <laughs> he probably was, remembers. He remembers everything. He does remember it. And this is <laughs> this is a vanilla with rucksack. So this could have been for... I think it was TCL probably for TCL. Yeah. So I bet you he does remember it. Uh, we'll try to get him to chime in and see what happens. So, but you'll have to check the Discord to see what happened. All right, guys. Um, before we close out, what would uh, you do? I just want to do a quick bonus um, session of what would Jig do? Um, as you know, <laughs> the Bard dropped right before the recording of this, and we're already seeing some fun Bard names in the wild. Shout out to Zembu with Flute Loops. <laughs> uh, one of the avatars is actually playing a flute, so it looks better when you see it with the avatar. Um, Daily had a nice one, Busta Chimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Bork had a really good one. It was uh, Berry Tone. Berry Tone. I like that one. Berry Tone. Uh, and there's going to be some other ones as well, but those are those are the ones I had. I, you know, I didn't have anything. I didn't think too much before I made mine. Uh, I just wanted to make it, but I made one called Bardvark. Bardvark. That's good. Bardvark. Anyway, uh, what would Jig do? Quick bonus session there. All right, guys, uh, let's keep them rolling and head into the mailbag. You've got mail. All righty, listeners, it's time for the mailbag. Uh, so Phoenix85 asks, what is slow rolling? And so I've, I've heard this referenced in regards to playing in like a physical tournament. The, the order of play is a little different than 
in the app. So when you play a discard card, your opponent discards immediately, and then you can play another one to make them discard a second one and so on and so forth. And so you you don't just play all your wild discard cards to make them discard three. You make them do it one at a time because they may think, oh, they're going to make me discard one, so I'm going to get rid of this card. And then the second it's thinking they could still buy something else or whatever. And so when you make them discard the second or third card, um, that it, they may have made a bad decision on that first or second discard based on that. Basically. Exactly. You want your opponent to have as little information as possible when they're making that discard choice. So you shouldn't even like play cards from your hand if you can avoid it. Now you might end up drawing in to your wild effects or something. And in that case, you can't really help it. But like if, if you have a hand of spark and elven curse, you should just play that spark before you do anything else. Let them make their decision play the elven curse before they do anything else because you're giving them the opportunity to screw up. They might not screw up, but you have to give them that chance to screw up because, and this is even like a really niche thing that doesn't come up that often, but it's one of those small things that can get you a nice little edge Mm, possibly. And that's the sort of stuff you need to be trying to do in order to get over the top of another highly skilled player. If you want to try to take RNG out of it a little bit, mm-hmm. these are the little things you have to be looking and, out and, for. And it, and not that this is the reason that you'd want to do it, but it can also almost put like your opponent on tilt a little bit. And that like, <laughs> like sure. oh, oh yeah. you made me discard one, then you make me discard two. But if you put your opponent in that mindset and you're playing exactly as the rules are written, you're not doing anything shady. You're not, and you're not Do being it. a jerk about it. Yeah, you d- yeah. No, you're just saying that's how the rules are. That's how you're supposed to play in paper. I know it's different in the app if they're an app player, but this is how it's supposed to be played, you know, in, in person. That's the rules. Don't hate the play. I hate the game, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Now, you know, some <laughs> players have even been known to, you know, um, Show pictures of their kid. Show guilt people <laughs> show into videos. forfeiting games and stuff. Show videos of their I don't kids know about. pleading <laughs> for uh, leniency against their against their father in an upcoming match, which is pretty damn low. Hmm. Uh, of course, yeah. if, for those who didn't know, this is exactly what Double Dubs did on uh, route to his legend victory. Uh, this is a. Patreon exclusive behind the curtain here that uh, <laughs> Jing and Tim are revealing. But as we're on the topic, it was some some joking psychological warfare. My son sent me the most adorable, you know what? Good luck video before the legends against a good opponent that doesn't work because you showed it to me and I still beat you. Yeah. So that is true. But, we had a close I mean, game. I didn't do too great the rest of the tournament, but I beat you. <laughs> Yeah, that you did. I just wish, uh, you know, Sam was here to be absolutely disgusted by this heinous act. Yeah, but it is it's pretty it is. low. <laughs> yeah, I expected Anyways, better. So of that's you. well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, uh, another one. Uh, I, are these all from Phoenix? Yeah. Okay. So these yep. are all. From and thank Phoenix. you, Phoenix, for, for hooking it up he, with the mailbag. He questions. also said, "Just for fun, have any of you guys ever imagined your class ancestry character with an accent? 
And if so, what <laughs> is it? I know Daily 23 did a Southern American accent, but can any of you pull off an accent from a bo- abroad, such as a British ogre fighter, for example? <laughs> no, I cannot. Double and I don't imagine them with accents. He, he, I'm just going to say. poised. Double Dub shifted his position and he's poised over his microphone. Let's see what he's got. Oh, wow. They really put him on the spot here. I was ready to right? just say that I'm on the spot. <laughs> For the British ogre fighter, I'm imagining like the Warcraft 2 when they're like, what is it? What do you got? And, you know, when you click on them a bunch, yeah, that's yeah, all. Yeah. That's all. I okay. Got. So to, that's what I imagine. to answer. Stop poking um, me. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> to answer Phoenix's question. No, none of us can do any other for their accents. Next question. <laughs> Uh, All right. I'll sort of we rotate them around. Yeah, go a bit? ahead. Go for it. All right. So as regular players who have seen the digital app develop over the last year and a half, in your opinion, what has been the single best addition or change to the digital game version and what has been the worst? It could be the health cap, the addition of call to arms, the arena, the league. And I wonder if maybe we should answer this question from the perspective of the retail application what do you guys yeah think? not beta stuff yeah keep yeah. the beta yeah, out okay. of it yeah mm-hmm. it's more applicable to everyone and there's still some good stuff to answer so i i think the best thing for me personally has to be the store mm. right um the store was so huge uh from a tournament and organized play perspective it opened it up so that retail players could go above 10 character mm-hmm. slots which was an absolute necessity for tournament play in my opinion um i think that you could get a little advantage and i talked just a little bit ago about how a little edge like that is what you need to beat a skilled player well having multiple builds to handle different matchups that's for, exactly the sort for of cer- for certain community events for sure yeah yeah mm. And then that kind of dovetails into the other thing that came with the store is the respect tokens. And I would kind of count the store as one feature as a whole. But if it was one thing in specific, I would say the respect tokens because being able to change my character on the fly and not have to level a new one for the event that's coming up. We have so many events. I respect all the time. I don't even look at, I'm more likely to look, I'm more likely to respect than to figure out which character has what build mm-hmm. I want on it these days. Mm-hmm. I'm more likely to just grab a wizard and make the wizard right. where I want it to be for that match than I am to find my wizard that's set it, up how I want it. It's made my five thieves kind of uh, redundant. So, yeah, it's my a, five it's human thieves, in that way. Right? Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I hate to, I hate to break this to you. All of your human themes are probably uh, obsolete yeah. at this point, uh-huh. or it, at least when or the, they will uh, be the thief. Yeah, when the thief ancestries arrive, they will. Be. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's beta. Good for that's a, beta. So yeah, we're no, talking. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I just couldn't resist. But, this but that will be true so, at one point. Yeah. Do you guys have a different best feature for yeah. the digital app? Then I mean, that's like I the, I, I the think biggest. for the longevity of the game, the best addition or change is the mm. the lua scripting mm. i think i think that will yeah. actually add content that wise wizard doesn't have to do themselves that right. a lot of games um that have had some sort of modding community or whatever grow around them uh it it just turns into a whole 
another mod. Like there, there, there have been games that have developed out out of being mods from other games. You know what I mean? So, totally. so I think that's a a big thing, and it could it could be anyway for the longevity of the game. Yeah, I thought you were gonna maybe say call to arms for longevity because we know the retail audience is kind of dying for content. Yeah. Yeah. Jig, do you have a, a favorite feature? Would you say call to arms for that reason? Uh, or what yeah, think? if we're talking about the uh, the public version of the app, yeah, that's it. That's the single biz- biggest thing. By the way, we were just talking right before we started recording, we were talking about how the app is a year old or it's over a year old now, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and basically the people, the non-legend backers are still stuck with the original OGs are at level 14 now thankfully and now they have a Mm -hmm. few extra cards and a few extra market cards to due to the call of arms content so definitely that's the biggest thing and by the way wwg you got to hurry up and start releasing some other things to these players otherwise you're gonna you're not gonna retain them they're gonna disappear and go play something else and they're not gonna come back so let's try to retain this awesome player pool we have and release the content the the one other big thing would definitely be the arena, but you definitely need to get a prize structure going with that to have people incentivized yeah. to want to play it. So mm-hmm. like if they finished up the arena, that's the other thing I would say that would be really big as yeah. a good. Well, so then let's let's maybe flip it a little bit and talk about what has been the worst. Um, I'm a fan of the health cap, so maybe I would I I would answer the implementation of arena there has been. Or you could hate on the leaderboards with this one too, <laughs> if you wanted to pick on a feature. But um... I, I, I'll tell you what I think the worst change has been, and that was in some of the. This was in beta, but it's live in the app. But the initial, some of the balance changes where they added a bunch of health to the like thief and cleric skills. I think the the health add to the wizard skills was fine. The wizard needed that at that point in time. But basically those changes have made like aggro that wasn't the overpowered ranger like not that good. So unless mm. you're playing like low level games. So like it is kind of like who fears the fighter sort of thing at, at level 14. Nobody. Yeah. And and, yeah, and, and I think I think that was really when they they added some health gain to those skills is what really killed that. Hmm. And and I think that they would be a healthier balance the if they would have just turned different knobs in that one. But that's not going anywhere. And I'm over it, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I th- I think it's a good point. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to the next one? Yep, let's do it. All right. Uh, who art the best? With the addition of dungeons and all the ancestry artwork, there's now a whole host of cool new cards. Across the expansions, character packs, and ancestry cards, which is your favorite artwork? That's like asking what my favorite song is. I'm not going to be able to give you a good answer because I'll I'll say something and then somebody else will say a card. Yeah, be like, oh, I can't be like, oh yeah, that, that that's that's also my favorite. Yeah. Right. The the one one that really sticks out to me though would be dragged below. 
I, I love the artwork on that card. There's so mm-hmm. many cards with amazing artwork in the, especially in dungeons and the ancestry uh, stuff that, that looks amazing. Okay. But that's yeah, one that's that really it. sticks out to me anyway. Not necessarily like- my favorite, but it sticks out to me. I like it. Uh, the one that's also getting- also Packmaster McKenzie oh. from, from the <laughs> upcoming <laughs> Dungeons Kickstarter. That's not out yet, but yeah, that's a good. Um, for me, the the artwork that's really given the most to me and really enriched my life the most um, is without a doubt Tithe Priest. So I'm just going to give it up to Tithe Priest. <laughs> it will be wow. and will always be my favorite artwork. That's a good one. That's a good one. I thought you were going to go Roland there with the buildup. I, I thought no, he was. Roland I thought he been... was going to go with the 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 demon. Uh, how do, list? I'm not going to say what team. what what Sam would call it, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, it's. Uh, I can't I remember the name of the card. Can't overthink it. It's tied. Infer- yeah. Infernal reward. Yeah, I think yeah infernal reward. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep it in the Necro's house here because my favorite artwork is amaranth the unfading i just think it's the most badass of them all you got this sweet skeleton mage person uh with awesome armor and yeah i'm all about it i i just whenever that card comes up i'd like looking at it so Mm. definitely my favorite okay um and that is the mailbag. Again, if anyone wants to send us mailbag questions, um, just send us a message and we'll be happy to chat about whatever on the show. Heck yeah. Great questions. Thanks, Phoenix. Okay. And that's going to bring us over to Nostra Double Domus. A visit <laughs> from the future <laughs> of Thandar. <laughs> Alrighty, here we go. Greetings, it is I, Nostra Double Domus, a wizard with glimpses of the future of Thandar. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> so the bard is here. Because uh, I mean, you'll use that in the intro music. So we're wait. Gonna go so you're just gonna go with music. your normal voice and just start <laughs> talking about the bard <laughs> just, like nothing ever happened. I'm not yeah, I mean, right? Like... <laughs> All right, there we go. That's okay. at least that gives us a softer landing. Thanks, Tim. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, but the so the bard is here, and it I don't know. It's gotten a lukewarm reception from the Discord to start. Let's maybe go through and its starting deck. Th- this just came out today that we're recording. Hours ago. Hours yeah, ago. Like, I, I've, I yeah, haven't even really fresh. seen most of this. So, yeah, It's funny. Well, <clears throat> let me just give you a quick timeline. So before I went to sleep last night, there was, and this is Japan time, <clears throat> Logan K. Stewart uh, randomly matched up with Rob, Rob's bard. And he's like, oh, my God, the bard. We immediately all send them messages and, uh, you know, um, notifications on Discord, grab screenshots, you know, and then he started, he posted the screenshots and I was like, oh, you know, maybe we could spoil this on the, on the podcast. And he's like, all right, well, let's put it in the thread and then we'll see. And then, you know, by the time I wake up, you know, the updates out, Bard's playing, everybody's already playing Bard. And my point is, (laughs) 
<laughs> from the news of the Bard and the first sighting of the Bard to the actual release upon the masses was you know, a matter of hours. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's where we are. And I just kind of feel like the, the monk is probably not going to be that far behind mm-hmm. if I were to make a prediction. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. let's do that first. All right, so before we talk about the <clears throat> bard cards here, let's talk about the um, bard cards. The that Kickstarter email that came from them, because that's more of an overview, and then we can focus on the on the, the bard. So this email came from our friends at Wise Wizard Games. Hold on, I'm trying to. There it is, and it basically gives kind of a roadmap of what they're going to do next. All right. Um, it says, first of all, they talk about the Druid balance changes and how happy they are with those. I'm not going to comment on that now, <laughs> but my lack of a comment. I think it's worth discussing, but if you want to get through the message. <clears throat> Let's first. talk about the other stuff. Yeah, I'm not too happy. <clears throat> we'll see how the Druid turns out, but I doubt it, it's it's going to work out in the long run, but we'll talk about that later. <clears throat> Next steps. What's going to happen with the digital app? All right. The digital play testing is taking a bit longer than they anticipated, but they're happy with the results. Here's what remains to be done with digital testing, and they give a bullet list. All right. First, continue to gather game data on the Bard and Necromancer. Okay. Make balance changes to the Bard and Necromancer as needed. Okay. Gather data on those changes. Repeat as many times as necessary. Yep. Rinse and repeat. Sure. And I would say, let's put the Druid in there too, guys. The Druid ain't done yet. Uh, next, add Monk to the digital beta and do the same things there as well. All right, then they're going to increase the level cap in digital beta to 24 to test the high level treasures in play. This will be done in two level increments over a period of time. Finally, make and test changes based on the high level play. So they're going to bring everything up to level 24 after getting Monk in there and test everything. That is what they have doing next. Wow, that's a lot of info in a really like short bullet point paragraph in a Kickstarter email, um, yeah. Kickstarter backer email. What do you guys think about this? Let's talk about this first before we jump into the Bard. I I think it's cool that they gave a a roadmap of some sort. It's not super detailed. There's not dates and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but to know kind of what they're thinking. And this was a Kickstarter mm-hmm. email for the dungeons Kickstarter. So it's focused on dungeons mm-hmm. Good stuff point. with hero realm. So there may be other stuff that they're planning on doing in the app that isn't part of this. Roadmap yeah. Did you notice there's no, there's no mention of ancestries in here, which is to right. me kind of a head scratcher. But that's because it was for the Dungeons Kickstarter. Yeah, but it's interfering with the Dungeons playtesting. <clears throat> anyway, Chris, what do you think about this kick, this reaction to this email? I think the omission of Ancestries is pretty interesting, actually. Because um, this is very, like, it reads as being sequential to me. Even though it's, like, bulleted, it's like, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. And so, um, well, no, cause some of them are yeah, repeating, right? Like you're, you're well, going through and, and repeating and, 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 and yeah. it's what they say is happening for the digital testing for the dungeons Kickstarter. It's not saying what's okay. happening necessarily. Oh, that's true. You're, you're yeah, reading, I think you guys are reading a little bit and, and maybe that is exactly what they're saying, what you guys are thinking. Maybe not. It doesn't spell it well, out no, that I, way. I think that's a good point because 
this is going to have a significant impact on when the dungeons cards are released and when people get them for like physically, you know, because they can't send the stuff to print until it's all done. Right. <clears throat> and that's something that I brought up a long time ago was that like, will we see level 24 in the app before dungeons goes to print? And to me, this roadmap says, yes, yes we will. All right. And okay. that's crazy. Well, let, me, here, let me pump the brakes. Because that pushes it out so long. It does. Well, let me pump the brakes. All right. And all of this stuff is right. And Tim's right. This is focused on the dungeon stuff. All right. But let's not forget, in reality, they're also doing the ancestries. In fact, the cleric ancestry was just released today. The ranger ancestry was just barely released uh, two weeks ago. Like last two week weeks or ago. two weeks ago, yeah. Um, so we also have all of these ancestry uh, playtesting and releases happening in the beta testing, which you know, uh, on paper doesn't affect the dungeon stuff. But guess what? All the people who are beta testing this stuff are the same people. So, which means if you're trying to test the um, newly released Bard, which is only available in human form, you're going to be playing against ogre fighters. All right. You're going to be but, playing against um, half demon wizards. You're going to be playing, et cetera, et cetera. And you're well, not going to be, uh, my, my point is that we should be in, in my mind, and I could be totally off base here. And I know Tim has a counterpoint ready. We should be looking at these as in human form first, looking at how everything works together, then looking at everything with ancestries together as well. And that we're kind of doing them in these kind of staggered half-baked steps, which seems like it might taint the data, uh, which they're then using to balance characters, even though everything's not playing against each other yet. Um, it just creates this weird conundrum of like how the data is being looked at and how they're reacting and balancing to that data, even though it's incomplete in the sense that the whole player pool is not out there yet. That's my piece. Yeah. So, so I agree with you, Matt, to a certain extent in that it would be great if you balanced the new classes without ancestries and had a balance where you're testing, you know, basically the human default race with it. But one dungeons comes out, you can totally play that with ancestries. Ancestries is already out in the physical card, you know, like, mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, it's important to make sure it's balanced with the ancestries. But if you are, if you make the classes and you balance them fairly well, and then you add the ancestries and balance the ancestries instead of trying totally. to do it all at my, once. But my point is, yeah. you can't get the data right now with uh, because you can all filter of, the data. Yeah, but everyone is playing with ancestries, though. No one is playing human. I'm not playing much. Oh, geez. Okay, you might be like one of the few though, and you're not playing yeah, that much anyway. But like, that's true. My, my point is, most of the people who are playing a lot are playing; they're leveling up these massive amounts of ancestries yeah. that that are unlocked now. And there's not a lot of people playing just normal human clerics or human rangers or human wizards, which is what you need to kind of benchmark and look to see how the bard is, the human bard is. And, that's and my I would, point. I would, I would say, I would also say you're making some <clears throat> assumptions there because. There's a lot of legends backers that are not discord people and that sort of thing that yeah. may not be doing all of this. I'm stuff not talking about from discord. I'm just talking about what I see when I like, uh, queue up when games, you queue you know? up, okay. I just never yeah. see in totally. the beta queue. I just never see human. I think TC Hua, uh, sorry to call you out here. That's literally the only <laughs> player who I see playing human, uh, 
human characters. Every other character I mass, match up with is an ancestry. Or, is an ancestry. Uh, or you might see, you'll see an occasional alchemist, which still doesn't have ancestries, an occasional uh, uh-huh. berserker, not the berserker, what are they called? Uh, Barbarian. Barbarian. Uh, necromancers you'll see like the new mm-hmm. uh, guys are being released you'll see because they only have humans so far um, right. so you'll see anyways my point is it's hard to see like how it all fits in the grand scheme it, it, I, I will agree that it's definitely kind of weird the way that they're testing all of it at once when it would be easier to compartmentalize not, it yeah, to not do it all it, yeah to do it a little bit at a time with the stuff either release the ancestries or release the classes and not both at the same time yeah that's, i, I, I would that's agree that that would probably be a better bet but they can filter the data that they have and they have so many more games than mm-hmm. hopefully than we really than know. we know about i hope so yeah yeah we'll see and anyway and I, and over time, it'll all sort out. I'm not worried about that. I'm just right. saying, like, right now, this initial kind of chaotic um, uh, state of things is a little hard for me to grasp as an individual user as I see all this stuff. So. I, my, my, my one hope is that they don't, like, over-nerf new classes or over-buff exactly. new classes based on stuff with ancestries and then have to go back and make other changes. So, which is like what I think happened with the Druid, but anyway, yeah, we'll see. Chris, what do you think? Do you have any reaction to this? I mean, yeah, there's a lot like my, one of my biggest concerns is just the, the dissatisfaction they may face from what can sometimes be an unruly Kickstarter crowd for dungeons getting in their hands late because of how yeah. this all is going to go. Because these bullet points in here read to me as like at least six months, if not a year worth of like stuff. If you were to play test it and everything, I don't know. Because yeah, we're still get it all released at the, we're still the rates they've been doing at level 14 right now. And if they're going to do 10 more levels and two, so level five more level five changes, five more releases. Right. And if you're doing even yeah. like once a month, which is no way that's going to happen. That's five months. And you, then they're going to supposedly act and react to it. So I just, that's one of the concerns I have. It's ambitious. But overall, uh, to end things on a bit of a positive spin, one of the things I've always said or recently said that I like so much about Hero Realms is that you're like evaluating cards in these new contexts. Well, we certainly are having a lot of opportunities to do yes. that as the contexts are very uh, changing and fast paced. And the other thing, as far as the queue goes, I just have not touched it in months hardly yeah. at all. You know, I've been it's the custom games even are biting into that too mm-hmm. as far as the the that play is your cue and yeah. trying to build up that is your custom it, yeah. it's, so it's, like it's, it's getting it feels like stuff's getting fractured a little more there's already like yeah even within the the random queue there's you know down level max level you know that sort of stuff and then there's trying the to get an queue, arena game arena game it, and it's I don't think like, there's many people yeah. doing doing that right now but uh, arena games that yeah. uh you know it is but that fuels it because it's like negatively self-reinforcing right yeah uh, like as fewer people queue for it fewer as, will as soon as they add prizes to the arena it won't be a problem start doing yeah. it, up. it will not yeah. be a problem yeah. i'll be playing the crap out of it for sure um i i will say this about the queue i actually do still play queue games just because that's how i level up my characters i just start yeah. like every day i start up 
a new game with probably 10 to 12 characters who I'm still leveling. And that's the, mm-hmm. how I play Q games. And they're out they're like everywhere from level one to like level, you know, mm-hmm. seven or eight, wherever they're I leveled my Necromancer one to 14 off the custom game Q. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So you play it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> nice. yeah. So at this point, but I played it at 14. Now. Yeah, and it's pretty that's good. what I'm saying right now. So many people are just trying to level up characters that you're not, even if you're getting data on stuff, it might not be very helpful data that you're, that you're looking at. But anyway, over time and guys, these are just like observations. I'm not trying to sound too critical or worried about anything. It's right. just, um, this is, these are observations I'm having at, over a play testing process as it's happening in real time. And it's a little chaotic, but over time patterns are going to merge. You're going to see uh, things that need to be changed, change it, make it better. And it's going to be awesome. It's just, we're in the thick of it right now, guys. And it's really kind of all dumping True. down all at once. Lots of stuff is coming out all at once. Yeah, and you're struggling to keep up with it. Um, I can't keep up. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. And it's cool. It'll give us tons of content to get through <laughs> moving forward. But yeah. it's just like we have to, you need lots of playing repetitions and experience to look at this stuff. So, all right. I think that's so a really good. So let's talk about the bard. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. To the bard. Um, all right. So let's. So I have the starting deck pulled up here. If uh, you guys want to go through it. Yep. It's right. right. In, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll just go through one, one at a time. Go ahead. You, you take the first one. Chris. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to go through the quantities of like gold and stuff like that. Um, maybe we'll cover that after the cards. Oh, we'll do that first. Yeah, no, go ahead. Do the starting deck. Go for it. Okay, so here's the actual starting deck. You get a dagger. You get two gold and one ruby. So that's the regular stuff. So we got four cards with the regular stuff and then six special cards. Mm. Um, and they're all unique, no duplicates. So I guess here's where we'll jump in with flute. Okay. Well, hold on before um, you do that. All right. Before you do that. So there are eight. Nope. Sorry. Cause I'm looking at the skill and ability. One, two, three, four, five, six unique ability or cards. Some of them are items. Starter cards. Yeah. Starter cards. Thanks. Two are items. Three are actions. One is a champion. So that's kind of the makeup of your starting cards. All right. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. So the flute uh, adds one gold and then gain one combat for each champion you have in play. So scaling up off champions there. Guild tail is one gold. Put the next guild champion you acquire this turn on top of your deck. That's an action. Uh, and then I'll hop out there. And yep. that's an action. Okay, I'll go next with the harp, which is an item. It gives you one gold and allows you to expend a target champion, which is actually quite quite powerful. Uh, then I'll actually look at the herald, which is the bard champion. It's a one defense non-guard. Tap it to look at the top card of your deck. You may put it into your discard pile. Exciting stuff. From the Herald. Uh, Tim, that leaves, I think, Brave Story and Moving Melody to you. So, Song of the Wild uh, also. Yeah, there, there's uh, two more of the starter cards and then the skill and ability. Yep. But the starter cards, uh, both of these are actions and they're basically the same card as Guild Tail, only they're for different factions. So they each give you a gold and then Song of the Wild 
The next time you acquire a wild champion this turn, target opponent discards a card. And Imperial Anthem gives you one gold. And the next time you acquire an Imperial champion this turn, gain two health. And so, like, Guild Tale, Song of the Wild, Imperial Anthem are all actions that give you gold and then do something when you acquire a champion of that faction. So notably no Necros one there, but I called that out in the discord and Joel said, uh, think about the upgrades. So there's probably an upgrade coming where Necros might uh, do something for you. So last to round out the kit, we have the ability brave story put the next champion costing three gold or less. You acquire this turn on top of your deck and moving melody two gold and expend it, prepare any number of champions with total cost four or less. Huh? Uh, and I believe that's the level one ability. Yeah, probably skill. Yeah. Cause it seems pretty weak. I'm, I'm guessing like at level three, you probably, I don't know. Cause four or less is like basically one decent champion that you could prepare. Not even a really good one mm-hmm. <laughs> or a bunch of crappy. Ones. Yeah. The level three ability is actually Valiant Verse. Put the next champion costing five gold or less you acquire this turn directly into play. Mm. That's the ability or the skill? That's the once per game ability. Yeah. Yep. Smart. I meant this. And skill. it's directly into play instead of on top of your deck. So that's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, they're in the card gallery now. That's what we should have been looking at. Not the level one <laughs> screenshots. Not the screenshots, well. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um so yeah, first impressions, we're doing stuff with champions, and that makes sense for the bard because they're like inspiring them. Mm-hmm. And uh it's a way, it's a really interesting way to buff champions besides what the cleric is doing. So it'll be cool to see how that goes. And interesting that they seem to have I guess if you're gonna build a kit around something, you could build around actions or you could build around champions. And we've been seeing a lot of them that build around champions lately. let me let me just read a couple of cards here from the gallery in the bard all right because it, it, it'll give a indication of where the bard is going at higher levels there's a summoning drum item where you can sacrifice a non-champion in the market and draw a card and that's repeatable that's one of crazy. their armors lets you activate an ally ability whether or not it has already been activated or triggered this turn wow Interesting. Um, stirring song is the skill when it's leveled up and this allows you to prepare a champion. It gains plus four guard until the start of your next turn. It's pretty crazy. Preparing champions on demand is not something to be trifled with Songbook, You may, yeah. you may return a song or instrument from your discard pile to your hand. Draw one. Maybe there's good instruments coming too. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> There's a silencing scepter. Draw one and expend a champion. 
Um, I'm a little questionable. I understand like the bar is good at preparing and expending, so it makes sense flavor wise there. But expending a champion can just feel a little <laughs> a little weak at times. Agreed. It's never it's it's rarely totally what situational. You be doing. And if that's your skill, if your skill is for something that's not situational, that's bad news. Uh, here's another one, guys. It's a ne- necros dirge. It's an action. This is your necro. It's one. Oh, you found it's it. It's one econ and one damage. The next time you acquire a necros champion this turn, you may sacrifice a card in your hand or discard pile. That is freaking awesome. It allows you to sacrifice triggered by a buy. That's the might be the first time we've seen that in the game. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah. And there's all sorts of other stuff. I, we could keep going through here. There's like a loot. There's are there are instruments and stuff you can get, which is pretty cool. So we'll see. It, it, the bard is really going to shape up later at the higher levels, just like the necromancer I, did too. The necromancer is I, so weak before level, you know. 10 or 11 or whatever it is. I find it really interesting that uh, a lot of the stuff that they have, I mean, in thematic wise, their stuff affects champions. Bards are like a support class and RPGs and whatever, usually. And their songs boost the other players and that sort of stuff. Like it makes sense to tie that to champions and whatever, but like the, they have one champion in their starter deck and it, let you look at the top card of your deck and decide if you want to discard it or not. So like you're very going to, going to be very market dependent. Like if you get one of the rows, that's all actions and your opponent, you know, doesn't buy much of that stuff. You're, you're going to have a lot of abilities that do nothing. Last thing. Last thing I'll talk about guys is the armor. I found the bard armor. The first is called the coat of encores. It uh, hit cap is thirty five. Yep. It says activate an ally ability, whether yeah, or not it has been activated or triggered this turn. So if you have an ally ability, you can activate it once per turn. That's deception, pretty, baby. Pretty, no, <laughs> it's an go. ally. Oh, it's an ally ability. So that's not necessarily yeah, a faction a ability. Yeah. Wow. A faction ability. Okay, and the other one is called a collecting cap. Also thirty five uh, cap. If you have two or more champions, gain one gold. So just tell you which one I'm going to try on my first build. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, ju- just looking at the armors from what you said, one will let you use a faction ability, even if you've already used it this turn. So imagine that you faction deception and then get to faction it again in the same turn. That's <laughs> nuts. But even if it's something yeah. else, even if it's just discard a card or something, like that's good. And you don't even have to faction that card. You can just use the ability, which is really cool. The other one, you have to have two champions in play and then you get, get more gold. Like that's going to be better later in the game when your armor is probably going to get shut off. Like, I don't feel like they're anywhere close. Just looking at them. Yeah. But that's a good could point. Be wrong. Cause we, we haven't really seen a lot of extra champions besides the Herald in the cards, right? right. It's all songs and instruments yeah. besides the Herald. And, and and a lot of their upgrades are, there's some instrument upgrades and they let you do stuff with other instruments and whatever, like interest. It, I don't know. We'll see. But I guess you do have your ability to help you get a champion. Uh-huh. I, yeah. And, and the higher so, level ones let you put it into play or top a deck and that sort of thing. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. You may sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to play this class now that we've like kind of flicked through Me the too. gallery it, and seen it, what it, it looks levels into and stuff. Once you see the, yeah. the armor and like the higher level upgrades really are what make the characters. So. Yeah. And don't forget, guys, Let's all of these this. guys are going up to 24. There's still a lot more yeah. stuff coming. Although something tells me they're not going to be as crazy upgrades at the higher levels because it's going to spiral out of control if they are. Uh, but anyway, um, okay, guys. I, I really, I really <laughs> hope that, and this is kind of a tangent, but I really hope that at the higher levels, you get to upgrade an already like card that you got from a different level or whatever. So, like, if you got to upgrade your black arrow or that sort of thing, like that seems like rather than adding even more and more cards to your starter deck mm-hmm. or or making these insanely awesome cards like just improve the ones that you have a little bit as some of the well that's coming for sure we've already seen some of the wizard Uh familiar cat upgrades uh, right exactly yeah so that's coming for sure and which is a great way to do it yeah totally yeah fun times i have been it's going to be there's so many things coming ahead of the road it's mind-boggling um but yeah we'll be here for the ride guys all right let's keep on moving guys up next we've got our lua spotlight For the Lua Spotlight, we are going to, um, well, first off, we start, the Lua stuff has exploded over the last uh, six to eight weeks or so, maybe not even that long, but it's kind of exploded because like stuff started working again and all of that stuff. And there's been quite the influx of custom classes, which is something that, um, that user cafe and myself did early on and then Arcanel and I know warden slayer. And I think game freak was working on one there's, and there's probably more that I don't know about, but uh, there's our custom class, Tim, that yeah, we did on the oh, yeah. Lua, Luau. We did, yeah. oh, not the Spark Rock one. We did like the half cleric, half thief. Yeah. Does back that, in the day. That, Do you remember that? Does one? that code even work with the new stuff? I don't know that I, I have no idea. I, I don't think I updated it, it, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of custom classes, but there's more to Lua than custom classes. One, one thing true in, in, in my mind that I want to see is like, custom scenarios not necessarily which could kind of be like the arena scenarios but also like for uh uh community events you can set like you could do custom games with lua oh, yeah. that would be cool community event things mm. in my so, so two things about that i totally agree that like i want to see that community We've been super focused on custom classes, and that is totally awesome and great. But in terms of the scenarios of what could emerge, that's super exciting. Um, and did you see I asked Joel for the arena scripts, and he shot it down pretty quickly? Oh, I did see that. I didn't I, see that. Yeah. Well, so, like, it, this, the thought kind of came to mind, like, these arenas are pretty cool, but we haven't been playing them as much, and it'd be kind of cool to get them out there as custom games. Um, you know, yeah. will you give us the scripts? And and he, you know, was very, uh, you know, 
respectful about it, but he just said like not at this time. Yeah, so I don't. It was. I don't. It was all good. They they may show a couple of them at some point as a uh, example scripts or something, but I don't right. ever see them just releasing those. It, although but to me, the thing is though, the community could reverse engineer and figure absolutely. it out. And like, but you need you know, people the, to do we that. Could just do it. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think that's, the <laughs> but point. then at that point, if, if we could just do it, like, eh, come on, just, just give it to us, man. Now, like, you know, I, I think, I think their, their point is we're not gonna, um, basically just poured it over yeah yeah poured it so over that is available on demand right because if you have it be an arena thing then when it comes up it can yeah. be special and stuff and you can rotate and, through and them. i know at least yeah. in star realms they have reused arena stuff with with little tweaks yep. where like because there's a whole bunch of sets in star realms they'll do the same arena scenario but with different sets sure so ma- so sure, maybe it was cool. something that you play with the base game in the original arena. Well, now we're doing it with just dungeons or whatever. And don't forget. Well, and here they can do don't forget level specific. This is, yeah. this is how they monetize. This is part of how they monetize right. the game. So they don't necessarily want to. Yeah, that's a really good call. For the out. arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Open up all the money. So you're telling me I can't demand the secret sauce from Joel and be disappointed when he's. Yeah, does that, that doesn't surprise me. But but okay. I okay. would like to see some community events that are based around like some custom scripts. Yeah, and I know well, the okay, idea so has been passed because they don't have like the messaging like in Star Realms. You can say this game's just for fun. This is for community yep. event. This is for a tournament. Whatever, like. Somebody had suggested making a custom script that just says that it is, you know, uh, Predator or King of the Castle. That's a script that doesn't necessarily change anything, but it shows up as that. So you, yeah. mm-hmm. so you know what it's for, which is what's a really cool idea. I'd love to see custom scenarios too, like a custom Me too. campaign or like you know a story where you pick. I, anyway. That'd be awesome stuff. I would love to see like battlefield scenarios and this and that stuff. It would be cool. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. getting on a tangent here. There's lots of stuff that can be done well, with it. And so far more... the focus has been on custom classes. Cause that's fun to make honestly. Uh-huh. And, the, and the easiest yeah. thing to start with too, probably. Right. Yeah. So, um, um, speaking of which, what about, I don't know. Go ahead. What do you got? No, I was going to say, speaking, yeah? okay. speaking of custom characters. No, but you had you had another point. Go for it. I, I do have a little bit more. Like, Tim's back, and it's Lua, and I got to talk to him about this stuff here. Okay. Um, have you seen Arknell's epic custom yes. playoff clash with all 10? Yes. Okay, Can- and I don't know if that's a comprehensive all 10, but he's got 10 in there. <laughs> so I've been hitting the queue hard with that one. Love that. That's awesome. Have you played that one? I have. He sent it to okay. me uh, when he included my paladin class. Yeah. He's like, I was going to say, if he, I put the paladin yeah. in there, you better send it I'm to like, him. oh, go okay. for it and whatever. And so he sent it to me and I favorited it. He may have yep. updated it by now. No, well, if he updated it and completes a game with it, as long as he uploaded the same file name, it, it will automatically trickle down to you yeah. Yeah. once he finishes the game. Um, okay, so that one is awesome. Have you seen um, it's Warden Slayer that did the random? custom random have you seen that one Tim? no i have not i i've i saw i i read about it but i haven't played it it's cool yeah so 
yeah, it just makes it totally random of everything. But he made a new one called Balanced Random Start that has some like tendencies towards like you won't get snapshot if you have no arrows or you won't get a candle if you have no followers. I don't know the exact logic he programmed behind it. But in terms of scenarios, that one's actually a really fun one. It's not like anything you can feel too serious about. Right. Because sometimes you get like channel and your opponent gets blessed and you hose them. Right. Or you get three rubies and they have shit econ right uh, bad econ i'm sorry but that one is really fun to just jam casually and it's kind of scenario based so i wanted to call it out but that one also inspired me and i know i'm totally going off on a tangent here but um what about like drafting your decks before you play the you game you could totally how do sick that. would that be awesome. yeah you, you could play, you dude, could make you so, could make like a uh you could make something like that, I think. You could put Hell you yeah. could put starter cards yet, into but... the market, and yeah, just take you would start the market for for like the first twenty yes. cards would be in the market oh, on the top, and you can so specify. Yes. I know you can specify what starts out in the market because there's a way to do yeah. that to say what's in the market row to start. I don't know that you could then after that specify what comes next. It'd be hard because you'd have to do like one with skills. You'd have like maybe five skills out and then you'd each choose one. Then you'd have the abilities. You'd each choose one. And there's probably a way to do something like that, but it may have to be implemented. It'd be a huge differently. But holy crap, that would be fun. It would be really cool. Yeah. Wow. See, like, let's do that. That's the sort of stuff. (laughs) Where I said the custom classes are awesome, and I've played some of them and done that. I like you said the the script that has all ten of them. I played that, saw the stuff. I think it's really cool to see more people getting involved in the Lewis scripting. Um, I want to see it get bigger with other stuff too, mm-hmm. and, and we're starting to. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, well, yeah. One step at a time too. Like yeah. the more. Yeah, absolutely. The more we can collaborate on it, because one of the big things with coding is you can really build off of each other's work. Mm-hmm. You can take the template, tweak a couple things, uh-huh. do a lot with it. So there is a GitHub uh-huh. repo that you can ask to be a contributor to. So if you are you don't even have to ask. or <laughs> you can fork the repo from GitHub, yeah. and then you send a put a, a Git push thing, and I just approve it. Like if you send a push, so if you add your own stuff and you send like submit, submit it through Git, which is the version control software, basically, like you don't even have to like, I guess that Git push is a request, but like you don't have to send me an email or something. Right. Yeah. It's not. You make a fork of it and you add your own code and you, you can send a push thing to, and, and I would update it. Get the fork out of here. And yeah, <laughs> and if this stuff sounds confusing to you, just know that like uh, Arknell for one, and of course he's a super smart guy, but he got into this from scratch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's one of the most significant contributors at and, this point. And, and he didn't know a lick of coding, I don't think, I, before going. I'm completely this. self-taught when it comes to any of this stuff too. And a lot of it started yeah. with Lua, yeah, right? So I mean, it. like it's. It it will take some time, but you've got the community to answer questions. So if this and, is interesting to you, check it out. And I will say I have instructions on there, but it has to do with command line version of doing it. I plan on when I get time, so I don't know when, but when I get more time, I plan on making more 
user-friendly stuff that would use like the uh, GitHub uh, desktop app instructions on how to fork the repo and send a push uh, request and that sort of thing. And maybe one day we'll have a YouTube channel. Boom. Well, drop. There it is here. one. There is one. <laughs> oh, I need to start submitting yeah. videos to that because I'm sick of my Twitch videos dying into the ether. Oh, you don't yeah, can... do that. You don't um, back up your Twitch streams, dude. They save it automatically yeah. for like six months, two months, depending yeah. oh, two months. Two or months. Yeah, it depends on your, like your level where you're at in the ladder. Dude, with dubs, the, you yeah, should totally be backing those up onto a, I save some of the good ones, yeah. like, okay. <laughs> but I don't save them all. But yeah, I could. Uh, I should. I should. Anyway, doing that. This is behind the scenes stuff. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> okay. you, can, now, you guys see how how the magic happens, guys. Um, let's yeah. talk a little bit about. Let's put the Lewis spotlight on a specific custom character uh, developed by our own uh, R. Kennel, who we've mentioned numerous times, uh, not only in this episode, but. In previous ones uh, by the way legend official legend yeah um he mm. has made so many cool characters he has really dived in uh i was gonna say feet first but it's probably head f- face first uh the way he's uh, <laughs> yeah. been uh publishing all this content and this week we are gonna take a look at the pyromancer which is another one of his uh, custom classes which you can find in the uh, custom set double dubs just mentioned uh, as well as standalones. And and it, you'll be able to find this either directly in the app, in the custom games menu. There's usually multiple games open there. Or just send somebody a, a message on um, Discord and or send us an email if you're really desperate and you can't figure out how to get it. We will be more than happy to hook you up with custom classes. Okay, guys. So let's talk about the Pyromancer. Um, I'm just going to give a quick summary of it and then uh we can maybe look at some of the cards and some of the strategy uh, about it as well um this was the first class that uh, our kennel made i think he said uh the idea behind it was that the skill starts out having no effect but uh, builds up and uh, increases strength and power over time uh in that it's tied to the ability that you use i think once and kind of this one big crescendo um, the pyromancer is even more of a glass cannon than the wizard. All right. So it kind of, it's easy to kill, but it can unleash some big hits. It has starting a health of just 48, no champions to help, um, protect you. Um, it is the skill and ability that really are where this class shines. Um, basically the skill each time you use it adds an increasing amount of damage potential to your ability. Uh, so that you can unleash one huge, massive pyromantic blast uh, on your opponent to kill them. Um, that's kind of the idea behind it. Uh, let's take a look at the starting deck. Uh, I have the cards open here. Um, Chris or Tim, you guys want to walk us through this? Go for it, Chris. Sure. So uh, first up is an action seer, just two damage straight up. So ignite, but with a new name. (laughs) Then we've got scorch, which I really like this one. It's one damage and deal one damage to all opposing champions. Mm -hmm. Had that one um, have a nice return for a starter card Mm -hmm. and then combust. 
one damage and another two damage if you have a fire gem in play or in your discard pile. And I like the synergy that one has with Fire Shard, which is a nice little design that presents you with an interesting choice. One gold for this item, or it will acquire a Fire Gem for free. Mm. So one gold or a Fire Gem for free when you play it. So you can Fire Shard to get the Fire Gem in your discard and then combust for a little extra damage. Um, That always is kind of nice. And I think that's it for the unique starter cards. The rest is straight gold is that right jake yeah, you know yeah i think it's gold um i don't think there's any i'm not daggers. sure if there's one ruby yeah. in there or not yeah. or yeah there's no daggers yeah, but no. Uh, but basically <laughs> anyways yeah. you you kind of get the the gist of it right basically you're spending your gold or your money on your skill to slowly build up this big fireball you're gonna unleash and try to kill your thing and you tried to do that before they can kill you um okay so Double dubs, you played with this a little bit. Uh, I'm pretty sure Tim hasn't, or you might have seen it, but he probably hasn't played it too much. I haven't played it that much either, to be honest. So it's really cool in um in the sense that you have this inevitability. You have like this doom clock, yeah, <laughs> where you're like, yeah. So I'm gonna get your like every time you use fuel once it's capped out at five. That's your skill. Every time you fuel your conflagration, which is your ability, you're adding another five damage to it. So if you imagine a fighter using their shoulder crush to get four damage. Well, this is similar, but you're actually getting five damage, but you can't spend it at the time. So as Jig was saying, just building towards this massive fireball. So you have this like inevitability that you're building towards and you're racing for it, but at the same time, you're pretty squishy. So if your opponent identifies Mm -hmm. that or, you know, gets that in the row, um, that said it, it is pretty powerful. I haven't played it a ton either. And one of the big reasons is because it always has that note, about how like it's bugged if you are doing a pyromancer mirror mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason it's bugged is because each of your fuel skills adds to, to the, the conflagration <laughs> so it becomes uh-huh. this thing that you're buffing each other's and it gets really out of hand really fast and it's almost like enrage where yeah. you know whoever is the even number gets the huge enrage number you know it, it, it's kind of that same way but it's 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 fun it's a good class and um, it'll be cool to see where it goes. I'm, I dig it. I haven't like play tested it to tell you how it does against other things or like the OG classes or anything like that, you know, to have that kind of an opinion about it. But um, I will say one other thing that's cool about it, though, after you cash in your conflagration, your skill fuel flips into afterburn. And I actually got a kill in the past 48 hours with this character class to have exact lethal using your afterburn Mm -hmm. to get the extra damage because the afterburn is not expended when you flip into it. So you can use fuel and then conflagration and then afterburn to get that last sweet, sweet point of damage. And that's, that's (laughs) kind of like the strategy for this is setting up that big hit and just kind of wiping them out in one go. Um, Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's like a delayed aggro check basically. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you know, we were, I remember talking about Tim with this, about the idea of a fireball that slowly builds up over time uh, that you spend and make it bigger and then you use it. (laughs) Um, The the other thing I would love to see is a lot of people have like thoughts on class or ancestry balance. And it'd be, it's super easy with Lua code to just modify a card's what it does. And so like, 
community testing of their own balance changes. Like you could come up with an event where you say, Hey, we're going to do this balance change for it, for the event using this custom script. Can I say something about that? First of all, I think it's a great idea, but anyone who is actually planning on doing that, I think you have to play at least 10 games of the exact matchup that you're intending to learn about. And if you're trying to learn about it across the board, you have to do like 10 games against everything to see like what your change is really making oh, and it's affecting you, the matchup. At I least, think. yeah. I think 10 is the minimum yeah. number before you can start making any like meaningful. I mean, you could start to make some inferences earlier on, but I really think you want to play it just that little bit further. Yeah, good advice. But anyways, that's a bit of a tangent. All right. <laughs> um, great stuff, guys. Another uh, really interesting Lua spotlight this episode. We will be continuing. There's a, there's a lot more custom characters to look at. And as Tim said, there's way more other venues and uh, directions that this whole Lua mm-hmm. scripting can, can take us into. So lots to explore moving forward. Lots of exciting stuff. All right, guys. Let's pack it up and head into the Ancestry Almanac. All right, and welcome to the Ancestry Almanac. Uh, just had to grab a quick snack there before we break open the Almanac. I don't know what I'm talking about. So the... Uh, um, no, I got nothing. Uh, nice try. <laughs> yeah. The, for effort, buddy. The elf is where I've been trying to level up first that's kind of like the go-to the like level one thought with the the ranger Ranger ancestries for me was to go elf you've got Mm -hmm. your extra draws ranger digs the draws um and i've been playing it up to i think i'm like level four or five right now and it has felt good and i can really see how the kit will come together once Mm -hmm. you have all those higher level ranger tools being able to um it's interesting i think elven Elven Grace or Elven Wisdom is the one that lets you draw and then reduces the cost of your mm-hmm. skills. Um, and then whichever it is in Elven Grace or Wisdom is the actual skill itself. You sometimes, how you want to do that is kind of different. Sometimes you want to track and then do that, or other times you want to uh, do your Elven Wisdom and then track to, to dig deeper and stuff. So it, it's been pretty cool. I'm just not far enough into it it's yet, but that's time, been man. like my well. Do, does, that's been my starting. Point have you me. explored using the um, cost reducer on your skill, and then using the reduced cost skill for tracking, so you could track for <laughs> so zero free track for free. I thought about it. It seems like it could be really powerful, and there was always a big debate between three two and four three, and this could really make a strong case for like how good is free tracking. But we also like to talk about how powerful, not just digging for, but discarding three mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. and doing that for one cheaper will feel amazing too. So it, it will really remain to be seen, but I think it'll be another one that'll be yeah, really close. Some fun things to explore. Um, I, I don't have too much to add here on the Elf Ranger. I did make one. It's only at level three or four though. Uh, for some reason, I don't like the elf ancestry as much as others do. I don't hate it. It's just kind of uh, like the ranger in general. 
it kind of automates the process, the play process a bit for mm-hmm. me. You're, you're just kind of cycling and drawing, cycling and drawing. So it's super powerful. It's good. There's still decisions involved. It's just not my personal favorite play style. That said, the half demon is really one of my faves. And I've been playing the half demon ranger. I think I'm up to level eight almost with it and really enjoying it. <clears throat> the built. What are some of the nice like interactions? So, well, I mean, obviously the built in sacrifice is good. And, even though you know filterphobe meant and it, it, he was actually discussing this when we were talking about the thief and the sack dagger the sacrificial dagger where you're saying you know uh in built-in sacrifice that only sacks from hand it kind of hurts your tempo too much to be really good but i think with um coupled with the uh it's not demon blood what's it called demonic strength the the other uh ancestry card that uh, lets you hold on to it at the end of your turn if you played another Necros card. Gives you kind of yeah. gives you kind of this card advantage where you're mm-hmm. sacrificing, but you're also not putting stuff into your discard, which helps your cycling go a little bit quicker. Um, I'm finding that I play I cycle less with the Ranger at for I'm buying stuff and kind of sacrificing. And then once I get kind of the set of cards I want, then I'll start with the ranger cycle. So I might, I, and it might not even be a good way to play it, but it, <laughs> it, it has breathed new life into ranger for me, which I haven't been playing a lot recently and I've been really enjoying it. So I like to have to even range. I like to have to, I don't have, general. I don't favorite. have <laughs> any ranger ancestries to share uh, impressions about. Okay. So yeah, well, these are very, do true. you have any, no. Any ancestry stuff in in general that you wanted to throw out there, Tim? No, I I've I haven't played a whole lot of ancestries. Honestly, I've been I've been doing yeah, tournament been doing. games, yeah. and that's kind of about. Well, it. let's talk. Let's do the last thing we'll talk about then is the cleric ancestries, which literally just dropped a few hours ago. The yep. first one I made, of course, was a half demon cleric, just because it's my favorite. If with the built in that makes sense, sack it's going to be fun. Yeah. And the artwork looks great. Yeah. What are some um, cleric ancestry combos you guys are interested in trying? I feel like elf. Why not go elf? <laughs> you know, you got some card drive. Half demon is like the one I'm going to level first as well for the sacrifice and see how that plays. But um, elf has proven powerful with its extra drawing. So I could see that being okay. I, for I feel like thematically I want to play a dwarf cleric, mm. but you know. That's just theme. That's not at all mechanics. <laughs> and I'm, a, I hope they maybe change the dwarf ancestry so. a little bit, maybe <laughs> it, or something, because it it's a little underwhelming. I, I have not played much ancestries, yeah. but even I know that the dwarf needs a little love. It's the only ancestry <laughs> I haven't made a single character with yet. Just, just between us guys, I've not made a single dwarf <laughs> character yet. And I it think it seems like the only one else. that that doesn't seem as good as the human version to me. Which is honestly, yeah. If the bad. human Same is something. the baseline, and you want stuff, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, cool. Well, it'll be fun to see how this shakes out. And like I said, with the ranger a class, I haven't played that much in the last month, maybe three, four months. Having this new ancestry combo breathes new life into these characters. So I'm really looking forward to playing more Ranger and uh, Cleric moving forward. And we will report back what we discover uh, moving forward. Okay. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. A short and sweet ancestry almanac. Let's move into the final phases of the episode. 
First, we'll start out with Community Roundup. All right, everybody, when you hear that subtle music, you know we're getting close to the end of an episode, guys. But before we do that, it's, we... It's like that song for Final Jeopardy, dude. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. the, it's like at the bar at uh, 1.50 a.m. when the lights slowly start to turn. They don't flicker quite on yet, but they, they're getting you ready for it. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't been to a bar at uh, 2 a.m. in longer than I could do. A long admit. time. Yeah. But uh, apparently, <laughs> yeah. apparently it still happens. Um, okay, guys, we, we're going to give kind of a truncated uh, community roundup here. There aren't too many results to uh, share with you, but there are some. Uh, first, I'm going to lead off with uh, Hail to the Kings, Kings of the Castles, which is chugging along as normal. Recently, we had a king deposed in Castle A. Uh, it was Cory Bear 88 actually was uh, dethroned by Rucksack. He had a nice streak going at four wins. Rucksack put an end to that. And he is currently uh, rewarded for his efforts by facing off against the cat's meow in his first defense. So good luck Oof. there. <laughs> tough, tough crowd. Um, over in Castle yep. B, we have our own Double Dubs, who is himself sitting at four successful wins nice job dd he is facing off uh, against noodle tube in a royal whiz off uh which yeah how is that going for you so far i i love that wizard mirrors are called whiz offs (laughs) yeah that's that might be the best thing thing. about hero realms that's it right there uh um (laughs) i took game one Uh, i got uh yeah though i'm now we're under game two. So it was one of those. I don't remember the exact cards, but I kind of was able to make some good purchases on my first turn and then flip my deck so that all the starter cards miss a shuffle. And then I got those purchases right away. And I, you know, I think it kind of snowballed there. I think it was close. And I think he fireballed first, which is always a good sign in the wizard. Usually here. a good sign <laughs> if you blow your, uh, if, if your opponent oh. blows their fireball first. Yeah. Yeah, I had Nature's Bounty and Rampage, actually. And that uh, oh, was what did it, I think. So, nice start. Um, yeah, it was good. All right, cool. Um, that's all I have for my community stuff. What what, what do you have, DD? All right, so I'm going to blitz through some stuff here. The HRPC Season 2, Event 3 at Level 7. All the classes are either finished or winding down. Not positive which of these we went through last time, but um, in the finals of the Ranger HRPC, we've got Cory Bear 88 again against Decat for the mm. win. Um, and then Rucksack versus Illegal for the third place match. So that one almost to its end. Really cool tournament there. The Cleric one has been decided. Rip taking it mm. down in the Cleric mm. HRPC event. Scorium in second place and Filterphobe in third. So some awesome Cleric players there. Very awesome stuff. Thieves, uh, we have Arcanel, first place in the Thief HRPC. Darklighter, the man running the whole show, in second place. And DeCatz's Meow with third place in the Thief HRPC. And what do we have here, guys? The Wizard 
HRPC. Well, you've got double dubs facing off against Horgle in the finals. Mm. The best of three is rolling right now. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun playing some high level, high stakes wizard games against Horgle and Noodle. Well, high level. So it's it's really level been... seven, right? I meant like, you know, like in a skill sense okay. of it all, all man. Right. You know? Level seven is not. You're right. You're right. Just wanted, to, right. just wanted to clarify. This, this, you got this is only beca- you got because I didn't participate in HRPC. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't even buy. I didn't well, even join HRPC this go around. Yeah. Wow. Sad, guys. You got to join next time. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then Fighter, Decatz's Meow, first place in the Fighter one uh, with Glitter Fart in second. Woo woo. And Evo FX in third. Cool. So congratulations to all those players uh, in the event. Always a super fun one. Each of these has like over 30 players in it. So nice. awesome stuff. Mm. Um, I was going to go through the Thandar Combat League standings, but I think we'll just stick with a Discord yeah. announcement for that one. But uh, um, we the next season is going to start in about a week or so. There you go. So sign ups. Nice. Now's a good time. Sign ups sign are up. done. I'm, I'm doing the oh, done. work this week. So. Okay, so signups are so, done. So that's not a call for signups. Correct. Right. 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 Okay. Um, Warden Slayer has been running the fighters only events across the summer. That's going to be culminating in uh, like invitational only. I think it's like Hero Realms. Uh, he has a name for it. I don't have it handy here, but you had to qualify to be able to get an invitation to his like fighter finals. Um, so Noodle won the most recent qualifier um first place to noodle second place to rucksack third place to vreep and so um i want to give a couple more shout outs then do you guys remember logan k stewart's event banned yes Mm -hmm. so banned was where he like banned a whole bunch of different choices for the different builds well, the finals for that are in. It is Decatz's Meow versus Vreep. And the results are as of yet unannounced. I will be having Decatz's Meow on my stream tomorrow night to cover the finals of the band tournament. So uh, one of those guys taking it down. Exciting times. Good stuff. Uh, that was a fun tournament, too. Really interesting way to uh create a tournament where you have to create off meta characters and compete with it so good job good job by you and there'll be subsequent subsequent events on that one if you want to get in you'll be able to sign up and play in the other ones yeah yeah good stuff all right i think is there anything else in the community roundup i don't sign up for king so um yeah thing and i think there's still the uh Splintered Thandar event. I think date Saturday, September 23rd, 2023 is what I see on his form. So there you go. yeah, if you're listening to this, you have a chance. You have a chance. To check it and out, that so. We'll have, we'll leave the sign up links uh, in the uh, show notes and you can find uh, there's a channel for it in discord as well. So check that out. It'll be, it's a, apparently a really fun in real life event using ancestries and a bunch of different, uh, expansions for the game in an unusual kind of team-based or group-based um format so check out details 
on the site. All right, guys, that wraps up a community roundup. Let's head in to the outro. Once again, guys, we have made it through another arduous episode of Sparks and Recreation. Um, lots of news, lots of things happening, lots of wheels are turning. Uh, the world is changing around us, and we are here for the ride. I, I, I hope you're enjoying it. Um, let's first start out with a quick tap it or scrap it um, section to uh, finish off the episode. Um, I believe, Double Dubs, you actually had a tap to go with. That's right. I am tapping Clank, the deck building adventure. It, uh, I played it for the very first time a couple weekends ago. I did uh, mention this on stream a little bit, but uh, just super fun deck building game that incorporates like a board game along with it. And you're trying to steal treasure from a dragon. It has these super fun mechanic of being noisy. And the noisier you are, the more you are at risk from taking the damage. That was a really nice mechanic. Um, you're trying to, it's a, a kind of has a bit of a victory point or a point salad thing going for it. If you like that. And uh, just had a ton of fun playing this game with some friends. I know Tim, you've played it. Jig, have you played it before? Never. I've heard about it from Tim, and it's on my radar. It's like my favorite game. Yeah. What do you like about it, Tim? Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> All I them. just love the mixture yeah. of everything. I, I like the the deck building, and and I have like all the different versions of it and all of that. So. It's a lot of fun. We played the original one yeah. where the year there was Great like a house start, above yep. and then there was an underground. The and, legacy uh, version cool... is amazing. FYI. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I've heard the catacombs one, the space one, and the legacy one, but I'm pretty sure that's all of them. So I've heard good things about all of them. There's more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow. Nice. So yeah, that's the tap. Uh, if you're a fan of Hero Realms, I'm pretty sure you would probably like Clank. So give it a try if you have the chance. All right. Nice, nice tap it in there. I'm just going to throw a quick one in there. I've talked about it before, but Exceed Fighting System is another one of my favorites. They just had a Kickstarter for Guilty Gear Season 8. It looks good. It's basically a card game. It's not a deck builder, but you have a deck that's specific to your character. You fight face off against another character in short 10, 15 minute games, very action intense, lots of fun stuff. Good card game, exceed guilty gear. Check it out. If you're interested. The thing, the thing it's really good at is kind of capturing some of the flavor and theme of a two dimensional fighting game. <clears throat> so if you like mortal Kombat or street fighter, you'll be a fan of this card game for sure. Yep, well said good stuff. Um, let's go to scraps. Um, I know you said you had one that involved Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to supersede that. You can still talk about it if you want to. I'm going to talk about no, slow shipping. Um, I go back to the United States once every year for my summer vacation. During that time, I usually have uh, shoes and clothes and other things I've ordered throughout the year waiting for me because I can only, I'm a large person. I'm six foot four. <laughs> it's hard for me to buy shoes and clothes in Japan. I buy all that stuff in the States and I get it when I go back. Uh, I also do other stuff like board games or books or you know, right. odds and ends. 
<clears throat> and I gather it all and then I take it back with me to Japan. This year was no different, all right? I ordered a few um, board games uh, at the very beginning of August, uh, which gave me like almost five weeks for everything to arrive before I went back to Japan. None of it arrived in time, guys. This is for in-stock stuff. I'm not going to name the students where I ordered it from because I'm not calling them out. But all I'm saying is like, huh. what happened to the days where you could order something with a five-week window ahead of you and safely get it delivered in time? That That's my uh, scrap of the week, guys. Slow uh, shipping. I can, yeah. Thumbs down. I, I can order mm-hmm. stuff off of Amazon and get it the next day. So Yeah, this wasn't Amazon. Sometimes, sometimes the same day. So This was not I, I, I realized. I realized that. That's my scrap. Yeah, five five weeks seems crazy. Yeah, with no like email, no apology, yeah. no nothing. It, it wasn't yeah. back ordered or something where you're like, okay, I get it. It was something no. that was in stock and it took more than five weeks. That's ridiculous. And I send a nice polite email. Hey, what's going on? Any updates here? Nothing, you know. So anyway, that kind of wow. that kind of cheesed my. That, that's some place I wouldn't shop anymore. And, yeah, that's you're, right. you're not gonna name and shame. And that's what wow. I wrote in that's my follow-up email to them as well. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Dubs, what's your scrap? Oh, oh well, I was going to say, you know, as an NFL fan, I, I don't like uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think he's kind of a pouty diva. But I was looking forward to the drama of him throughout the NFL season. I wanted to see the highs or the lows, but his Achilles tendon is uh, ruptured or torn or he's out for the season. He, um, he hasn't retired you know, yet. No, this was this like might be he, it. he finally left the Packers. Yeah. And he's playing with the Jets. The Jets are looking like a really solid team. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I'm just disappointed for the season, you know, and you never want to see someone take a right, season right. ending injury. You, you know, do. that just sucks. So that's a scrap for sure. All right. Good. All right. Uh, well, Tim, this is your, your first tap it or scrap it that you've had to sit through. What, what do you think? Are you, are you going to tap or scrap the tap and scrap? <laughs> I think uh, my tap would be tap and scrap. I love it. Ooh. There we go. There we, go. we got a tap right. for the tap and scrap. I love <laughs> it. That's a good sign. All right, guys. Uh, I'll, I'll lead the call for the end of the show here. Thank you to all of our listeners, to all of our community members, to all of our friends, to all of our family, to all of our foes for coming along with us on this journey. We love talking about Hero Realms, as you can tell. We love uh, postulating about the future of the game. And we hope you will continue uh, to stick it out with us along the journey. Thanks for being here with us. Until next time, everybody. It, it was really great to be back and talking about Hero Realms with you guys. And uh, yeah, even though I haven't been real active on Discord, I've been I've been lurking there and uh slowly playing some hero realms so uh i'm starting to get back into everything so hopefully i see everybody around uh feel free to send me a challenge that sort of stuff and yeah it's been great nice yeah uh just wanted to plug the stream real quick did mention that i'll be having the cat on uh this will probably have already happened by the time this comes out, but the VOD will be up. So go ahead and check that out. If you want to support the stream, um, it was a good episode. Who knows what all will have been released 
by <laughs> the next time that we monk, podcast. That monk right? could be out, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and the final ancestry of thief. So, anyways, <laughs> when uh, you said monk, I thought about the TV show. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> wow. Apparently, it was a pretty good TV show too. My parents used to enjoy watching that. Yeah, Tony yeah. Fal- was it oh, Tony oh. Uh, Tony Falud or I forget actor it was peak usa network days man burn notice suits monk anyways i better get out of here anyway with all that being said stay fresh cheese bags stay squishy meat wads i did it the wrong order that one was for you sam all right hit stop to the end of the show congratulations you're a nerd tune into the next episode of sparks and recreation for more on community events meta-analysis and everything hero realms